listening to The Travel Podcast. Travel Podcast. Today's most exciting travel destinations. Brought to you by people with a real passion for travel. Great holiday ideas, real reviews, practical advice, and all the best deals in one simple podcast. The Travel Podcast. Now here is your host, Steve Witt. Hey everyone, welcome to The Travel Podcast, where we aim to inspire you with some brilliant news, views, and uh, behind-the-scenes look at some of the most amazing destinations in the world. I'm Steve Wick, co-founder of one of the UK's biggest travel companies, and as always, I'm joined by our travel experts. These are guys who have all lived and breathed travel every single day, and more importantly, they're absolutely passionate about traveling the world. So today, I'm joined uh, by Matthew and Lauren. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hi. And they are absolute experts in Vegas. They love it. So they'll be talking about that more in a moment. But we are also joined today by a special guest, Duncan. Welcome, Duncan. Morning. Thank you. Um, so Good afternoon. It is. Um, so just quickly, for anyone who's not met you before, a um, bit of background to yourself, just um, so we know why you're so important to today's podcast, please. Uh, well, basically, my background has been travel since I left school. So for the last 30, 40 years, I've done nothing but the travel industry. Um, but for the last five or six years, I've been heavily involved with Maverick Helicopters, who um, operate out of Vegas, and I act as the sales manager for the UK and Ireland. Fantastic. So you're going to be able to give us a great insight, a little bit sort of behind the scenes maybe of Vegas and what goes on. And also joining us today for the first time, we actually have a studio audience, a virtual studio audience, I should say, because um, we're all recording this from home. But welcome to everyone who's joining us who will be able to ask questions as we go. So I may be coming uh, to various people throughout today's podcast asking questions. So guys, if you've got questions as we go, and I can actually already see them coming in. So fantastic. Thank you for that. I'll be picking those out as we go. But... Vegas, that's the topic today, an absolutely fantastic destination. Lauren's literally just come back uh, a very short time ago, so it's very fresh in her mind. And Matthew's got a huge insight, and he'll explain why in a moment. But Vegas is one of those places I've not been to yet, so I'm going to be looking at it from that point of view um, and asking all the questions that uh, a newbie might be thinking of. But Matthew, tell us about Vegas. Well, uh, Vegas, Sin City, for some, uh, is, uh, I, I absolutely loved it. I spent 11 months living there, um, so I, I've got a lot of knowledge from the Strip to also what to do in and around and away from Vegas. Um, for those who may not know where it is actually located, um, it's just uh, in the southern part of Nevada. It's about four hours um northeast of los angeles so out towards the west side of america so which makes it a great um either a, a one-stop shop if you want to go for a long weekend for a few nights or even as part of a multi-center or a fly drive where it's very accessible um if you want to twin it up with somewhere like san francisco los angeles maybe um arizona or even into utah and colorado and get to see the rockies and some of the amazing national parks that surrounds vegas itself but going into vegas um there's the vegas strip where a lot of movies you may have seen uh, would have been filmed and is on many people's bucket list to go to for the the world's renowned resorts casinos um it's not just about the resorts and the casinos though it is what people a lot of people don't think about is all of the amazing restaurants world-class shows um they've now got 
a lot of sport there. So ice hockey is now in Vegas and coming hopefully um, next season is uh, the NFL. So depending upon um, with the current climate, if the NFL season gets to go ahead, um, there will be the Las Vegas Raiders who are moving from California. So it is really a place for everyone, um, even families. Uh, a lot of people don't think about for for children just having a look around the hotels, which Lauren will go into more detail from her recent visit, is uh, is, an, is an adventure in itself. Um, the hotels are or mini resorts. You know, you could spend at least half a day walking around some of them and still not get and see everything. Um, so it is just, it's, I'd say it's um, a bit like Disneyland's, um, especially for adults. There's something for everyone. Um, but also it is still good for families who want to see it as part of a multi-center, um, stop off, see some of the shows and also visit some of the restaurants. So, so you, um, I always highly recommend it myself um, uh, as a place you've got to go at least once. I've got in my head this picture of the strip, I guess, with the bright lights, yeah. the casinos. Um, that doesn't seem family friendly to me. It just seems like gambling. Is, have I got the wrong idea? Um, yeah, I mean, obviously the historical side of it is there are the casinos. There are hotels who have have no casino in. Um, again, with the families, it's more about where you can see the – go and see in the lights, um, go and see the Bellagio fountains. Um, you've also got horse riding away from the strip. You can use it as a base to go and see the Grand Canyon. Um, you can go out to the Hoover Dam and Lake Mead um, and, and get to see elements like that. So it's – it, predominantly a lot of people think it is adult only but it doesn't mean that you can't go if you have got a family um there's some great shows um the michael jack uh, the michael jackson Cirque du soleil um show would be amazing for family there's a lot of family friendly restaurants um so it's 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 that side of it predominantly i think a lot of people think of it is just for adults and you know a lot of people will go there for the gambling and the partying um but doesn't mean that if you do want to get there but you are part of a family it doesn't mean you can't go so lauren was there literally a couple of weeks ago yeah right at the beginning of march so we will class you as an adult but why did you go to vegas what made you choose vegas um i decided to go for vegas i actually went for my birthday so it's somewhere that I've always wanted to go to um, and I actually saw a really great deal for it. So I got that all booked up. Um, I did it for four nights, which I think was actually a really good amount of time to go for. We kind of did most things that we did want to do. Um, so some highlights for me that I did. So as from a recommendation from Matthew, I went up to... Fremont Street and did the zip line over there. So you literally zip line over all the people. You've got a little bag hooked to you as well for all your stuff in it. Um, and that was a really cool experience. You could choose to do it sitting down or you could actually lay down and do it as well, which was mad. Um, I did a lot of shopping over there. So they've got really cool malls over there. One of my favorite ones was actually Miracle Mile shopping. So it's kind of got all the shops that you'd expect over here but then all the american makeup stores which absolutely loved and was very nearly over my weight limit coming back which wasn't great um i didn't manage to catch any shows but i did actually go and see christina aguilera um she was on her residency over there and it was honestly insane that was definitely the highlight of my trip for me 
Um, as Matthew said, the hotels themselves are like mini resorts. I can't even tell you how many hotels I went into and got lost in. They are absolutely madness. They are genuinely like little resorts in there. You've got all the shops in there, the restaurants, the bars. You've literally got one set of stairs. Turn left or right and you'll be lost. It's like amazing there. You can honestly spend hours in there. Um, we actually stayed really central on this trip as well. We stayed at the Flamingo Hotel. So you literally just walk outside and everything was there. We had the Bellagio nearby. Um, so I did a lot of walking there. I think I've walked more than I probably have in my life up and down that strip constantly. Um, we also did the Titanic experience, which I didn't really know about until I went, but I would definitely recommend going there for anyone who is interested um, and does like finding out about the Titanic. And what's really cool is when you go in, you get given a little card with a name on it. And you go around, you look at all the artifacts and hear all the stories. And at the end, you find out if your person survived from the Titanic as well. So that was something that was really interesting. Um, but it's so hard to explain Vegas. I don't know what I expected when I went, but it, that genuinely wasn't it. It was on such larger scale than I think I ever could have imagined. So you'd never been before? No, never. So what made you choose it? Just because of all the hype about it, to be honest with you. And I've heard so many people talk about it and I just wanted to go see it for myself, to be honest with you. Okay, so I'm going to bring Duncan in now. Duncan, how many times have you been to Vegas? Five or six. Six times now. Six times now. And It's one of those places, I think, that until you've been, you don't really understand it. Yeah. And even some people who come back who aren't a big Vegas fan, there's something that then still wants to draw them back. Because even just simply people watching... And what goes on, it just it just attracts people. Um, there's always something going on. Um, it's, yeah, just a very interesting city. And do you do, tend to do so the well, same thing each time you go, or do you do different things? I try and do different things, because once you've been somewhere five or six times, it's nice to do different things, and I've done some of the mainstream stuff. But because of my relationship with Maverick, sometimes I'll... I'll, I'll say to them, let's go where you go in the evening, not necessarily to the strip. And they'll take us to different smaller areas off the strip and we'll we'll have a beer somewhere else. But I think if you go into Vegas, and most people are, as a typical example, go for three or four nights. And if it's your first or second trip, then just enjoy the strip and everything that's going on. And there's, there is so much to see and do. And it isn't all, as Lauren said, it's not all about the gambling. No, and, and, and talking about people watching, um, what... Lauren said going to um, downtown Vegas, which is old Vegas, the original ones. The, the the hotels we go down there have the nostalgia of if you anyone's watched the James Bond, I can't remember which, which James Bond it is, um, where he goes out to Vegas. Um, a lot of that was all filmed down in Fremont Street, and it's got that um, nostalgia and can take you back in time almost. But people watching on Fremont Street is one of the best places, if not the best place, to people watching the world um lots of uh street artists and yeah very very good fun very good fun they also have a um a, sh- a show in which is, is undercover fremont street so when you look up they have um, a nightly led show and display with music um and a lot of the casinos actually have um bars if you are drinking you can walk down the um, fremont street with a drink looking up and seeing all the different sites and then go into some of the casinos if you like to um to see inside of those ones they're a lot smaller than the big major resorts now but they also have some of the best or, or cheaper um, gambling. If you are looking to go to to Vegas to gamble, then Fremont's normally a great place to to go if you don't want to spend big bucks. So, the guys in the audience are 
got some great questions coming in. Um, a lot of yeah. questions about how do you choose which hotel to go to? Because there's loads of them. What, how, how do you pick or what's your favourite or what do you recommend or how do you think about it? Lauren, how did you pick yours? Um, I picked the Flamingo. It's actually on recommendation because it had all, most of the rooms had just been refurbed. Um, and to be honest with you, the location of it, you generally don't spend much time in your room whatsoever. Um, so I wasn't really overly fussed on having like a super nice hotel. But the hotel we stayed in the Flamingo, it was really lovely. Um, our room was really great as well. So that one, I literally went on recommendation and location, to be honest with you. I would say it's a bit like Lauren said there is it's more about what you want out of Vegas so if you are going to want to be around a lot of the hustle and bustle majority of all the major developments have been quite central of the Vegas strip so around Flamingo around the Link area Caesars Paris Hotel Bellagio um, but obviously if you look potentially for sporting and want to go and see the ice hockey um, that or potentially uh, you go and see a concert, you may want to stay somewhere closer to where that concert is. So I know um, MGM and um, they've got a new product um, out by uh, New York, New York, where they've got Central Park, which is where the ice hockey is. So if you're basing yourself just to go and see the ice hockey and don't have to walk that far, you may base yourself in the southern part of, of the strip. Um, if you want to go and you want a bit more relaxing and you want to have a nicer pool, then you'd pick it potentially on which one has the nicest pool area and won't get shaded by the towering hotel in the afternoon because a lot some of the pools, um, like the Flamingo, for instance, sometimes at some points during the day after after a certain time is actually in the shade so, um, because it's in Central. So it's, it's all dependent upon what the person, individual wants, I think. So I've heard of the Strip. Yeah, um, I'm guessing there's other areas within Vegas you need to think about, or are there certain areas you need to think about? Because the Strip is that the more expensive area for a hotel, and then you the further out you go, it's cheaper. Um, so the Vegas Strip is what everyone would consider is Las Vegas, but it's not actually in Las Vegas. It's in Paradise, so it's an area of nevada whereas downtown where fremont is that's las vegas so that's where las vegas started as a city um and all the new developments are um just south of that so it's that's where most of the hustle and bustle is is on the strip um whereas pricing wise you could get a really good deal i suppose it's just dependent upon what's going on if you're going and it's you know, there's a, a UFC fight or a big a boxing or something major going on, like conferences. It could be the fact that it's just expensive everywhere. So, again, I see I personally would choose it based on what you want to experience personally. So, Duncan, um, I'm guessing you've probably stayed in a few different places when you've been out there. I've stayed in two or three, but, you know, we, we tend to get put where we're going to be because right. of it's usually through business rather than pleasure. And I think, you know, Matthew's right. A lot depends on what you're going for, who you're going with, how long you're going for, you know, if it's a, you know, a Hindu or a bunch of guys who want to do a bit of sport or go out and play golf and then just do some bars in the evening, it'll be different than if you're going with your family. So there is something for everybody and there's no, I don't actually think there's a right or wrong answer as to which hotel you pick. It really is down to, Who's, who, who's traveling, who am I going with, and what do I want to get out of it? Um, yeah, a lot of the time I'm told that's where you're going to be on this occasion, so I don't get a great deal of say on it. Um, but there is something for every, every every demographic and every permutation of who's traveling. 
So obviously, that's where it is. Lots and lots of different hotels. The, the names that we may be familiar with, you've mentioned things like the Bellagio. Yep. Are they sort of ones to go for because people have heard of them, or would you go for the ones you may not have heard of? Or I think if you, you know, there's always wherever you are in Vegas, the standard is very high. The ones on the strip live up to their expectations. You know, I do like the Wynn and the Encore and the MGM properties. Um, but, but you know, there's some smaller things out there. Bear in mind that Vegas' definition of small is not what we would call small in the UK. Um, but there is some great other properties out there. you just got to little hunt them out a little bit and see what you want from your stay. So let's say you've booked your hotel, you, you're going to, to Vegas, um, but you don't actually have a plan once you get there. What and how do you go about deciding what to do? What what's I've never been, so I'm going to rock up. What do I do, Matthew? Um, well, we've we actually just some, Laura and I discussed this um, before coming on, and we sort of put together some of the top things to do, and it's why we also got Dung uh, here because he can go into even more more detail about it. Is um, again, there is so much to do as I mentioned earlier from um, doing going to the different restaurants, different shows. Um, so we would definitely, I would always recommend. If you, especially if you're only going for a few nights, is doing the foodie tour, which is uh, lip smacking foodie tours, and they're renowned for being one of the best or the best um, foodie tour in Vegas. And what they do is they um, they'll take you through generally around four different restaurants throughout the strip. Um, obviously, you just pay for 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 the for that tour um there is you can top up and also put like a beverage package on if you want so that means that then you'd get your meal would be paired with a drink so it could be a cocktail something that would then go with the meal that you're you're having um but it, that is a, a brilliant way especially if you're doing it potentially i'd say always something like that is great to do on your first night when you arrive because one you're getting to see some great restaurants and, and go to some great restaurants, but you're also getting to see and taken around the strip by a local who's got the knowledge, who's also going to tell you about different areas. If you're going to a certain hotel, they'll tell you about the history of the hotel, different arts. So you then get a good bearing of where you are um, within Vegas and how to get around. Um, and then what we've got on top of that as well, which we'll, we'll, I'll go in over to Duncan for this bit, is the fact that you can also partner it with um, doing the Maverick helicopter um, f- flight at night, which is a great way to see all of the neon lights from the stars, uh, from the sky even. Um, so I, I, what we'll do is, Duncan, if you can just, because the thing with Maverick helicopter tours, they're, they're, they're massive. Like they're, If you're looking to go and do something, one of the biggest things to do um, on the strip would be doing the helicopter um, tour of the Vegas nights at night and also going to the Grand Canyon. Um, the Grand Canyon, if you're doing a coach journey, is an all-day trip. So you're going to be up r- ridiculously early in the morning and then you get back late at night. So a great way to do it and um, be able to see it and still be able to do other things within the day, especially if you're only there for a few nights, is to go by helicopter. So, Duncan, can you tell us a bit more about Maverick helicopters and especially the Grand Canyon tour and the the strip at night? Yeah, of course I can, no problem at all. And then just to add to your point about um, lip-smacking foodie tours, some of the tours and some of the restaurants that they get into, you can only get into if you book six months in advance. So a lot of the time they're going to get you into restaurants that you wouldn't normally get into. So that is also an extra that they bring to the table that, that gives you an experience that, that you can get that you possibly wouldn't get if you tried to book a restaurant when you got out there or, or three months before because they are using that, that, that type of restaurant. 
we work with them and we do the, the, the one of the rest tours that they do takes you around these restaurants and then it's finished with a, a 20 minute uh, we pick you up from the last property and it's finished with a 20 minute um flight through vegas uh, over vegas at night take you up and around the stratosphere and back and then we would take you back to your hotel after that but just seeing vegas at night with the way it's lit up with the fountains that go off at um, one of the hotels. Um, it's just a fantastic way to see it. Our pilots know when the fountains are going off or when the, the volcano is going to erupt and they will feather back so that you get to see the best from your strip tour. Um, and again, the strip tour is a great way of getting your bearings, as Matthew said. It's great to understand where you are in relation to other properties so that when you go out walking the following day, you can see, well, actually, we saw that last night, so we know this hotel or this attraction is it is there in relation to where we are so it's a great way of getting your bearings as well um when it comes to grand canyon landing tours or going out to the grand canyon you know, we do know from our own research that 91 percent of people who go to vegas will do some form of a helicopter trip usually going out to the grand canyon we're also conscious that of those 90 percent people only 28 percent of you are booking it in advance and I can't stress the importance of booking it early. You know, Laura mentioned that she went for four nights. Typically, if you go into Vegas, we all go for three or four nights. As a helicopter company doing these excursions, we fill up about 72 hours before, which is three days before. So if you leave it till you get there, you won't necessarily save any money. But what you run the risk of is not getting the best experience. And there's a lot of different factors that go into these helicopter excursions. And from our perspective, the way that we work is that we pick up from every hotel on the strip. When we pick you up, we would only do three or four hotel pickups before taking you to our departure point. Our departure point, our heliport, is on the strip. It's actually right by the Welcome to Vegas sign. So we, we're trying to minimise the amount of time that people spend, that you're spending in a minibus environment. Once you get to our um, heliport, um, which is in effect is the back is the back of Vegas Airport. Um, the pilots do the safety briefing. We check you in, and within half an hour you're in the air. Um, we fly you out to our landing site. Our landing site um, to get there, we fly you out over Lake Mead, and we fly you out over the Hoover Dam that Matthew was talking about earlier on. And our actual landing site is the best landing site you can get. There's various landing sites within the canyon. Our particular landing site is the furthest away from Vegas, and it's the deepest down. What that means is that when we land and we switch off all the engines, and you're on the ground for about 35, 40 minutes, but it's total peace and tranquility. To us, the idea of the canyon is taking in the scenic beauty. Some of the landing sites that are closer to Vegas mean that you've got helicopters flying over them, to get in and land. So the further, being furthest away, we don't have any helicopters flying over us to get to a further side. So we're giving you that peace and that tranquility. Um, and for us, that's a lot of what going to the canyon is about, taking in the scale of it, being as low down as you possibly can. Um, our pilots are the ones who do any tour narration. So it's not pre-recorded audio. They're talking to to you. They're talking. Um, they, they can answer your questions straight away because it's a fully interactive um, radio system on board with noise cancelling headphones. And there's times where they'll be talking to the control tower, and they'll you know they'll be playing pieces of music that might sort of be indicative of flying into the Grand Canyon, sort of 
Top Gun or Ride of the Valkyries or something like that, just to enhance the whole experience that you're getting. Um, when we land back at the heliport, we then return you to the hotel, and again, three or four stops and you're back at your hotel. Our idea is that if you were on a tour where you had breakfast at 8 a.m. in the morning, we'd pick you up about 8.30, quarter to 9. We'd do the whole time, the, the, the pickups, take you out, fly you out to the Grand Canyon. You'd have your 40 minutes on the ground and then the flight back. You can be back around the pool for sort of 1.30 for, for lunch. We're not eating into that whole time of the day, but we're giving you the right experience by minimising how much time you spend in the bus. And and that is the best way for us to, to, to experience the Grand Canyon. So I, I love the idea of time. That's a, no, a, a brilliant way of, of actually doing it. And like you said, you're back for lunch um, and back around the pool. So especially, like you mentioned, it's very, very important to book in advance for whether it be a helicopter tour or potentially even if you want to go and see a Cirque du Soleil show or a restaurant, um, if you're not doing a foodie tour, they book the most popular ones. There's a lot of Michelin star restaurants and, and celebrity restaurants in Vegas now. So anything like this is very important to book in advance to make sure you, you have that availability, but then also means that you, you get to on a short duration, like what um, Lauren did, you don't have to take a whole day out just to go and see the Grand Canyon. Um, so I think it is a, a brilliant, brilliant option. So, Steve, you ever want to say something? Yeah, I, I love the idea of time-saving. I'm, I'm a very practical person, but I'm guessing for a lot of people, this might be their first ever time and only ever time going up in a helicopter. Have, have you guys ever done it? Yes. Yeah? I've done it a couple of times. I, I've done yep. it. The most amazing experience. Duncan, talk us through what people might be feeling and thinking because it's, it's far more than a practical experience, isn't it? it this is something quite special. It, it is very, very special. And a lot of people are very apprehensive about it because it's not something we all do, but it's incredibly special. And I can, the, the sensation when you first get onto the helicopter and you, you know, you're getting in and you're strapping you in and then you, you get into the air and you, you know, we hover for about 30 seconds before we really go anywhere. And then as you move across the ground and you pick up a bit of speed and you take to the air, the whole um perspective of what you're seeing you just feel closer to it than when you're on a plane uh, and it's just for me i find it very exhilarating i love it i love it um but it's again totally safe environment you can do some very special things in these helicopters and uh, i'm gonna give a shout out to jill who's uh, listening she's in our audience today um she said they played the magnificent seven theme tune when she uh, dropped into the grand canyon an amazing right. experience. Um, so she's actually flown with you guys. But she also did something extra special over the strip, uh, which was actually get married. Excellent. Very good. good. Wow, that's an experience, yeah. So when was that, did she say? Uh, no, no, just that it was the most amazing experience, which I guess she has to say, really. But, um, yeah, got married in Vegas while flying down the strip in a helicopter. Fantastic. So yeah. there you go. We can make that happen. We can make that happen. Yeah, so some of the other things that we were talking about, obviously, I know Lauren mentioned earlier about the, um, she went and saw Christina Aguilera. So, Lauren, what when you went to see Christina, what was the, what was the experience? Where, which hotel did you go and see it in? Um, so like? she was at Planet Hollywood. She was absolutely insane. It wasn't like a concert or a gig that you kind of get in the UK. It was pretty much like a full-on show. Um, 
all of it was really great to be honest with you even like going into the hotel going through security everything was really quick really easy everything was everyone was really lovely there as well um it was honestly amazing like if you're going to vegas i definitely recommend seeing who's on residency um and going to see someone if it's someone that you do want to see they are so worth it it was about two hours long as well um i could not recommend it enough no, I think it's it's one of those things. Like I said, residencies are, are massive, and it's some of the places like nowadays. I don't know if Elton John's still doing his. He may have finished it by now, but people like Britney Spears did residency. So if you wanted to go and see Britney Spears, any place to go and see her is Vegas. So, um, so they do get world class acts which aren't around. I'm pretty sure Celine Dion's still doing hers. Question then, because I've I've never been. Um, I love the idea of going to do something like that. I'm guessing you can't just rock up and. Uh get tickets to go and see Christina Aguilera I don't know um, how do you go about getting I suppose it would be a bit like if you're going to the West End Theatre there might be or in um, Broadway in New York there, there are some you can go and get last minute tickets if for instance someone hasn't shown up or if they haven't sold out for a certain show so if you're not fussed about what show you go to you can go and pick up or ask your concierge at the hotel what's what tickets are available if you're not fussed about a show otherwise you you just have to, if you go online and see what shows are in in Vegas, and then there'll be online booking systems which you go and go and book with. And I'm guessing if you talk to a travel consultant, you or a you know travel agency, they'll be able to help you package something around the actual trip rather than actually arriving and then trying to plan something. I'm sure the they would be able to book all of the other elements. I don't know if they'll be able to book the tickets. Um, would you, you know? But, for instance, if you definitely wanted to go at a certain type of year, then, yeah, you definitely want to um, speak with uh, a travel agency or a travel consultant to be able to build that for you and, again, be able to do the same for the, for the helicopters because everything you want to do is try and get it pre-booked. I don't know how much of all of those elements they'll be able to book for you, um, but it is, it is definitely worth getting those experts' advice because, again, with that they'll know the hotels and they can work with you to, to figure out best places to be. Um, we also discuss things to do when you're away from the strip. So as I mentioned earlier, you've got Vegas's position in a great place to do multi-center. So if you're out going that far, some people may want to twin it with Los, Los Angeles and do a fly drive, or you may want to go and explore some of the national parks, which we talked about a grand Canyon and a brilliant way to go and see it is, is via um, Maverick and the helicopter tours. But you've also got um, Zion and Bryce in Utah, which are absolutely stunning places to go and walk around. Obviously, the Grand Canyon is awe-inspiring because of the size and the mass of the canyon, whereas Bryce and Zion as national parks are probably some of the best in America, if not the world, for just the natural beauty of the rock formations of when you're walking around. And especially Zion, it's only a a two-and-a-half-hour drive north of vegas so it's a great thing that if you wanted to add on and make it sort of like do a week trip um flying in and out of vegas you could also go up and do a few days in a national park and explore the national park come back to vegas and fly home um so that's something that i'd highly recommend so, along so how with would you do that would you hire a car drive yeah i'd hire a car um definitely it's not driving in america um is you know that most of the cars are automatics um, they obviously drive on, on a different side of the road to, the, to everyone in the UK, but it's, it's not the, the roads are very wide. Um, 
it's, you know it's not if you're it's not a difficult difficult drive it's very straight it's just one road up and then you, i think you take a a right turn and go in and you get head towards the national park um and on the way back you come out turn left on the interstate and head back down to vegas it's it's also one of the great things to do is actually to drive into vegas at night to see the lights so when you come over the hill you see the the bright lights of las vegas and you have some great show uh, vegas show tunes playing on it's an inspiring thing to get, get get very excited about driving into into vegas um but you've also got away from the strip you've got places especially when we talk about families you've got you can go and hike into red rock canyon which is about a, a 30 40 minute drive from the strip um and then you've got red rock canyon and mount charleston which is a little bit further which you can actually ski ski at um but a great way to explore for children you can also do horse riding um i know duncan mentioned with the helicopter ride you actually go over lake mead which is where uh, the hoover dam uh the end of the hoover dam so another thing you potentially do is do paddle boarding uh on lake mead or even rent uh, a boat um a boathouse and and have a have a day or two out on lake mead which is a a big thing for a lot of americans um so there's there's so much to do away from the strip you don't you know vegas is great if you just want to do like lauren did which is a short weekend stay a lot of the stuff around the strip do the helicopter tours and go and do the food tours go see some shows but if you want to spend a little bit more time there and people think oh i don't have anything to do you can have plenty to do there's so there's so many different elements and outdoor activities as well that you can do whilst you're there and then just just on the activity side of it, we we actually have another tour that takes you out to the Skywalk, which is the the glass bridge that takes you out over the canyon, and you can walk out in effect over to over a part of the canyon and look is right down. Yeah, and there's one that you said it's a glass bottom. So, do you know how high that is off the off the floor of the canyon? Uh, four thousand feet. Sorry, I'm, I'm going to do that. Why would anyone 4, want to do that? Having done it, I didn't <laughs> question myself. Point yes. <laughs> No, I, but it is an experience, you know, and it's it's quite it's 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 it's, it's, it's again. If you like people watching, it's a great way of uh, watching people try and walk on glass. I'm obviously joking because I'm just scared of heights, but uh, I can imagine an amazing thing to do. Um, so obviously, Lauren went for four days. Um, can you go for a week? I'm, I'm guessing by what you said there, Matthew, it wouldn't be a problem to fill a week. No, and again, depending on what you're going for, if you're going for, and you want to see it and you're you love your your shows you could go and see a different show every night for a week and there's so many different variations you could go and see like i said if you if you are a massive i'm gonna go out there and see celine dion still doing a residency i need to check that but if someone like celine dion you're gonna see celine dion but you also love your Cirque du Soleil so you could go and see book to make sure you're there when Celine's doing her residency, get tickets and then each night around that go and see different Cirque du Soleil shows um, or each ho- a lot of hotels, there's, there's a lot of, um, like Duncan was saying, there's there's some hotels which are very small and boutique but there are also some shows that are very small and, and boutique that are very unique um, but again are quite short so it's there's so much variation of vegas and what there is to do in vegas i think tenem um tenem pen the magicians there we go that's the ones yeah they're huge they've got a show out there so again you know you've got magic shows you've got um uh sector soleil you've got artists out there it's just if it's something you like to do you could do that every night if you love your food you could just stay there and go and eat somewhere new in in a brilliant restaurant each day or I know someone asked the question about pool parties. 
to um, something that I'm sure Lauren, I've been to pool parties, it's a great time. So a lot of people do go to Vegas just for um, in the summer for the, for the party scene. So they'll go pool party during the day, go and have a nap and then go out in the evening, you know, and go into one of the clubs where they've got world star DJs. Um, the, the question was, are, are you able to go to pool parties in other hotels? Um, you are, as long as it's a... Um, so certain hotels will have a... a, a a hotel only um, pool. So, for instance, the Cosmopolitan's a, a, a good example. They have a marquee a pool party, which is open to everyone. You need to buy a ticket to go into marquee, which is in the Cosmopolitan, um, and they also have marquee um, club in the evening. Whereas you also have the Boulevard pool, which is a swimming pool, which is above the Boulevard, which is the main strip of Las Vegas, but that's only available for hotel guests. But they also have some DJs play around there, but it's more calm. It's not really a party. It's just a good, vibrant scene. So depending upon which hotel you're in, you'll be able to access your pool if you're a hotel guest. If it's an actual pool party, then predominantly you'll be able to access those no matter where which hotel you're staying in. Um, a bit like with the nightclubs, there the hotel is like the host venue, but the it's actually owned by the the nightclub. It has that residency, so you just have to get tickets to to go in. I did a quick Google while you were saying that, Matthew, about uh, what events are on, uh, what shows are on, yep. and. Uh, this isn't the full list, but a quick Google, you'll find them all. But uh, Gwen Sefa- uh, Stefani, The Village People, Santana, Jerry Seinfeld, Shania Twain, Aerosmith, uh, my personal favourite, Barry Manilow, um, uh, Kelly Clarkson, Robbie Williams, Morrissey, the list goes on and on. There is no shortage of shows to see, but probably the one that I would go for is Cirque du Soleil. There they are. They are. It's really good. There's... um. Uh, like I said, there's so many different variations of of artists that that have shows going on. So, talking about duration, it's really dependent upon what you're doing. Um, if you're, I say, if you're doing a fly drive, then I'd say three nights, four nights, you're able to get to see quite a bit of Vegas, and it's a good way of doing it. Um, to, if you're a family, again, there's Duncan mentioned it where he went with. Uh, when he's gone out for business there are areas away from the strip that all the locals go to there's also hotels away from the strip so if you're going with the family and actually want to do something a bit more outdoorsy and adventurous you've got Lake Las Vegas and they've got some hotels around there which is just outside of Vegas and if you want to go and do some hiking with the family but still be able to drive in and you're doing a fly drive you can go out to stay uh, near Red Rock Canyon um, and they've got hotels out there with lots of shops and, and um, restaurants. So you can still experience Vegas, but be away from the hu- the hustle and bustle and be able to do other, other things. So I think a lot of people don't think how diverse Vegas is. A lot of people just have that mentality of, oh, I'm just going, it's there, it's a party town, I'm going for the pool parties, I'm going for the nightclubs, um, maybe a show, people get to know a bit more about it for shows, but it's got a bit of... It's got something for everyone. Brilliant. A few questions before we wrap up. Oh, sorry, Duncan. Just to add one thing, what I would say is because we know that most people are in Vegas for three or four nights, I would strongly recommend that you do your research about who's on, what might be out there that you might want to see, and if you can, get those lined up. Because if you're travelling from the UK, it's going to be part of a, a much bigger holiday possibly and a bigger ticket item, and, and you're spending quite a lot, you're investing quite a lot of time and money and to get somewhere and then not get to see the one thing you might really want to see, I would certainly say to people, research who's on, what you want to see, what you want to do, and if you can get it booked in advance, I would get it booked in advance. 
and and on that, I know you mentioned earlier about the obviously, um, especially with the Grand Canyon and the the Vegas um, Strip at night, helicopter tours booking out seventy two hours in advance, and most people don't book until they get there. Um, where if someone is interested and they want to go and have a look on it, uh, can they see these videos? Do you have videos of the tours that someone could go and look at? Yeah, if they go to the Maverick website, all our we have some we have tours on there. We showcase each of our tours on there. Um, the Grand Canyon tour, the strip flights, tells you what it's about, what you get for for your dollar or your pound. Um, so we cover all of that in there. Um, you know, and we do have one particular tour, just very quickly, that it's the Canyon Landing tour, but it's time to leave the canyon as the sun is setting over the canyon rim, which means that when you get into Vegas, because we're on the strip, you get the night strip flight as well. So you get the best of both worlds. You get the Grand Canyon, you get the Canyon and the Sunset and the Strip Flight. But that tour, for example, sells out about four to six weeks before. So this wow. is all about if you're going to be there for a short period of time making, and you want to maximise what you're doing, giving this part of, possibly part of a much bigger holiday, it's well worth doing your research in Vegas and getting some of those things booked. Brilliant. Good advice. Uh, book early. Lauren? Oh, I was just going to second what Duncan said, to be honest with you. If you are going for a few nights make sure you plan it all ahead. We kind of had an idea and planned out most things that we wanted to do, but we actually left like the Grand Canyon tour too late and we just couldn't get the availability when we actually got there. So I definitely second what Duncan says, plan, book ahead if you can for the things that you do want to do. Brilliant. Um, some questions coming in and uh, keep the questions coming in for a few minutes while we before we wrap up. Um, what's the flight time to get to Vegas? Uh, well, uh, depending on wind conditions usually about nine to ten hours depending on and any great tips uh, question from sue any great tips on how to get over jet lag so you can maximize your time in vegas personally when i land i don't go to bed until 11 11 30 at night and i try and get up at 7 seven thirty in the morning um and try and get myself into that time cycle straight away so the minute i get on a plane i change my watch and do the flight and if it lands at six i still go to bed till 11 11 30 at night even if you just go for a walk and you people watch and have a, have, a, have a coffee or a beer or something that works for me but you know everybody's different um, but that works for me i don't know about matthew or how lauren got over it i, I do the same i just i just um stay up and force myself to stay up and then if i wake up at two i just keep going back to bed until it's a, a normal normal hour um and and then get up and out. Obviously, if I know there is the temptation to get up early and, and go and explore, but then it's like saying it's that if you're only there for a short duration, you just got to battle through um, to get yourself into the time zone as quickly as possible, which is setting your watch when you get on the plane and then staying up late that first night. So then you'll sleep through most of the night until morning in destination. And then, you know, you, you're pretty much good to go. Right, that's how I am. I know other people don't get that, but yeah. What did you do, Lauren? Was it party through? No, I was the same, to be honest with you. Um, if you're flying east-west, you've got to stay up as long as you can, to be honest with you. Same as what Duncan said, go to bed at like 11-ish. You've got to try and get into that routine. Um, only sleep on the plane if the destination you're going to is night time. So like Duncan said, as soon as you're on that plane, get into the time zone of where you're going. So I did. I had to power through and stay up as late as I could on that first night to try and adjust to it in time amazing and um, another good question what's the best time of year to go to vegas year round depends what you want uh if you're going for the pool parties and the if you're going for the pool parties then you've got to wait until around about uh what 
they stay open towards the end of April into May, go through to about September. I think it's Labor Day weekends last. Uh, it's a sort of major close. There will still be some open year-round in the winter, but predominantly you're there for the summer months for that. Um, then it's dependent upon what you're going for. If you're going for shows, then when's that show on? Is it on year-round? Is it only on during a certain time of year? Um, obviously in the winter the weather's a bit cooler so there's not as many people so if you don't want to have as many people around then obviously the winter is a good time to go but the days are shorter so if you're looking to do a lot of activities and be outside then you, you, you use time it for spring and autumn so there's, it's hard to say because there's so much to do year round that it's dependent again what you're going for in my opinion I don't know if Lauren you went uh, in March so I went at the beginning of March and actually that was the start of pool party season. They were solely opening. So the one I went to at my hotel, that was actually the first day of it. The weather, I mean, it was warm during the day. Um, in the evenings, you definitely needed like a cardigan or a jacket, but it was actually great going in that kind of time of year. It wasn't too hot to go out and explore. Whereas like Matthew said, if it is more the pool parties and things like that, then a bit more into the summer where it will be a bit hotter. But I definitely reckon March was a great time to go, to be honest with you. And it can get super hot, can't it? Uh, yes, around yeah. 40 degrees Celsius in the summer. And then right. if you're walking on the strip, just you just don't walk in. You can walk during the day, um, but because there's so much tarmac, it will add about 10 degrees on. So you'll be sweltering and all the hotels are massively air-conditioned. So a lot of people sometimes get nosebleed or start to feel sick because they're going from cold to extreme heat um so you just have to a lot you'll see during the middle of the day there won't be as many people most people will be around the pool area um or out and about but not on the strip um at night time it, it comes to life so you'll see people pushing children around in their strollers at 10 or 11 o'clock at night because it's then about 30 degrees or 20 or 20 odd degrees so they can still go out and see like lauren said the strip at night go and see the fountains but as a family rather than trying to do it during the day where it'll be too hot for the children they'll either go to the lakes go up into the mountains go to the pool um or do do indoor elements but i mean you can still go during the summer not don't don't be put off by the heat but just be aware it will be hot so that's that's it for questions um thanks guys for today i think we've learned a lot about vegas in a very short time uh, my key takeaway was you can pretty much go to Vegas for everything. It's whether you're going for fun, pool parties, or whether you want to go for families and see the shows. Uh, Vegas has a lot more to offer than just the strip and the casinos, although that's a great thing to do. You can go off, go to the Grand Canyon, go off and see the sights, go off exploring, easy to get around. And one of the most fun things to do is to get a helicopter um, and enjoy the sights beat the queues and uh, save time um, and do something pretty pretty unique. And uh, But the big thing is book before you go because otherwise you could be disappointed. Did yep. I miss anything? No, no, I think that, that, that's a nutshell. And don't forget, if you are going to Vegas, make sure you do check out downtown Vegas. Like Old Fremont Street is a, is a great experience um, and you can see all the old hotels. So it's, it's definitely worth a trip. Brilliant. So, um, Duncan, thanks for your time today. Uh, we'll put links to uh, Maverick Helicopters and some of the sights and sounds and experiences in the show notes. Um, but thanks for your time today. And if you are going to Vegas, make sure you book uh, a Maverick Helicopter flight because they are pretty special. 
Thank you. And thank you all for listening today. And if you have enjoyed us, please do uh, listen, uh, sorry, leave a review on iTunes or your chosen podcast platform, a nice five-star review so that other people get to share in everything from um, our podcast. Thanks very much. The Travel Podcast is sponsored by Not Just Travel, where it's not just travel, it's a way of life. We hope you like this podcast. And if you did, please tell your friends, but also take a moment to rate us on iTunes as it helps spread the word. Thanks for listening.